0: In Sydney, Australia, there's this network of alleys that run through the city. Narrow lanes, some built on paths that predate the city. But over the years, as Sydney's gotten bigger and denser, these alleys have become crowded with air conditioners, garage entrances, and garbage bins. If you round the corner by the recital hall in downtown Sydney, you'll come to Angel Place. And the back of a building architects probably figured no one would see. It's one of these old, narrow lanes dotted with exhaust vents. But coming around that corner, you'll start to hear something. Something that takes you back to the old Sydney. Bird songs. They're delicate, melodic, maybe even a bit haunting. Above you, 120 bird cages hang suspended over the narrow alley silhouetted against the sky and swaying gently in the breeze. Some are simple wire cubes, others more ornate. And the bird songs, they're coming from every direction. But the cages, they're all empty. The birds you hear aren't here, at least not anymore. I'm Tracy Samuelson and this is Atlas Obscura. A celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we visit Forgotten Songs, an art installation that reminds Sydney residents of the birds that have disappeared from this changing cityscape. That's after this. ¶¶ It's not that Sydney's lacking in birds.
1: I can walk out of my apartment building and down to the park and count 20 white ibis that wouldn't have been there 20 years ago.
0: This is Michael Thomas Hill. He's a resident of Sydney, and he's the artist who created the Forgotten Songs installation.
1: Um, And the white ibis, they're everywhere in Sydney at the moment, and they're kind of almost a pest species
0: like the pigeon of Sydney, except huge.
1: Maybe two, two to three feet high. Um, and, you know, with the big, long beak. So when they come and sit next to you on a park bench, it's not a pigeon <laughs> eating crumbs at your feet.
0: People in Sydney have taken to calling them bin chickens.
1: For some reason, they've got this kind of oily sheen on them and they're <laughs> pretty grubby pretty quickly. And because they're white, you know, every little speck just shows up.
0: But Michael Thomas Hill knew that Sydney was once home to more birds than just these grubby bin chickens. So in 2009, when Sydney was commissioning artists to put temporary art installations in the city's old alleyways, Michael came up with the idea for Forgotten Songs to remind people of the birds they could no longer see in Sydney. Birds that lived here before the buildings, before the alleys, back when Sydney was heath and woodlands. To get started, Hill enlisted some help. How are your bird calls?
2: Well, I mean, I I could give you an example of um, something like a a cockatoo, which we're hearing all the time. They're just sort of
1: like,
2: and the noisy minor, which is, oh, no, I think I'll give up on the calls.
0: This is Dr. Richard Major, an ornithologist at the Australian Museum who worked with Hill on the installation. Dr. Major says there are probably more birds across urban and suburban Sydney now than there were in the past. It's just that they're different species. The development of the city has meant fewer trees, more hard surfaces, buildings, roads, but also more lawns, more decorative plants. There's still a lot of green in Sydney. It's just a different kind than there once was.
2: We we like flowers that are there for as long a period of time. So we tend to plant trees and shrubs that produce fruit, that produce nectar, that have long fruiting seasons. We plant a range of exotic plants that have different seasons from the traditional ones.
0: Dr. Major says the biggest losers with all this change have been, generally speaking, the songbirds
2: the small insectivores. So these are birds that weigh less than 25 grams, so smaller than a sparrow. So birds like the eastern yellow robin and the jackie winter and the rock warbler, lots of those small birds, golden whistler, thornbills, they're a lot of the birds that have been the the big decliners.
0: Another songbird that's disappeared is the white-fronted chat, which Dr. Major's been studying since he did his PhD decades ago. In Sydney, he followed the only two flocks of these birds left in the city.
2: The urban environment was just too much for them to cross. And so these were two little islands of birds left behind.
0: Dr. Major watched as one of those flocks dropped from 30 birds to 20 to 5.
2: The remaining five were all males.
0: Which means that flock was functionally extinct. But Dr. Major kept going back, watching and documenting, until there was one bird left.
2: Now, the last few times we saw it, it was in with a flock of other birds, so of pippets. So, sort of still finding a flock. <laughs> Because they are a flocking bird, that white-fronted chat, and very uh, yeah, that's a sad thing as for a flocking bird to be the last one of its kind.
0: And so, I get—I I know you're a science guy, but I'm going to ask you a feelings question because that sounds so sad to to watch a population even get to to five males, and you just know what will inevitably come of that. Like, what does that? feel like when you're watching that happen?
2: Oh. Well, it's sad. We sort of get to know these individuals personally. But I, I also feel frustrated that we can predict these things happening. And it's you know, it's only when things are too late that we really take any notice. And when I tell that story, people say, well, why don't you introduce some other birds and rescue them? And I'll say, well, because the habitat isn't there any longer to support them.
0: These days, the birds that are thriving in Sydney tend to be the bigger, squawkier birds. The ones that feed off of flowering plants in the gardens, trash in the bins, or the bird feeders people set out for them. Birds like the noisy miner and the white ibis we talked about earlier. Scientists have long warned about how we're changing the world around us. They give interviews, publish papers, but those academic and scientific works don't always reach the average person in a way they can feel the effects of the changing world. So when Michael Thomas Hill asked Dr. Major to help him choose the birds to feature in the installation, he was eager to help.
2: Artists have a way of getting a message across that I think scientists don't.
0: Hill sourced over 100 bird cages from eBay and secondhand stores and suspended them in the alley. Then he added speakers, playing bird songs from the list of species Dr. Major curated. That were once native to the area, but which had been forced out by development. Hill says the power of the installation comes from making an absence feel so present.
1: Well, I think it's um, the uh, idea of kind of in- reintroducing their song into a place that it's been um, it's been lost for 100, 200 years. So, uh, drawing attention, I guess, to that.
0: Visually, the installation is stunning. People actually come to the alley now to take their wedding photos. But mostly it's about the sound.
1: And then as you approach, the bird song gets louder and louder. And um, sometimes it's kind of like a beautiful, quiet moment you can have in the city. Um, and then sometimes you struggle to hear the birds because of the noise in the city. The, the sounds are masked. So, it's, um, so everybody has different experiences of it.
0: And the bird songs actually change from day to night.
1: Well, I love hearing the um, powerful owl at night as you're walking through. It's kind of nicely unsettling and something you don't expect to hear in the, in the city. I think if you hear any owl at night um, in the dark, It can can sound quite, well, make you feel more alone than you are.
0: Forgotten Songs began as a temporary installation, but people really liked it. So after an outpouring of public support, it became a permanent one. If you want to see and hear it for yourself, you can find it off of George Street in Sydney's Central Business District. Navigate to the City Recital Hall and look up. Our podcast is a co production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Stocks. The production team includes
1: Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger,
0: Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman,
1: Manolo Morales,
0: Guinevere Govea, McKenna, McKenna Smith, Gianna Palmer,
1: John Delore, Casey Holford, Peter Clowney.
0: This episode was sound designed and mixed by
1: Luce Fleming.
0: And I'm Tracy Samuelson, wishing you all the wonder in the world.
1: Witness docs from Stitcher.